The shadow of Fu Manchu. Based on the series by Sax Roma. Shroud of dense yellow fog. Streetlights, weird as elfin lamps, grow mistily like something fashioned in a dream. The murmur of creeping traffic is low, hushed, mysterious. Behind an ancient wall surrounding unkept lawns, a vast, gloomy old mansion crouches like an evil beast of prey. Amidst walls concealed in heavy tapestries, magnificently figured in golden dragons. The floor carpeted with rich, deep-piled Chinese rugs. At a huge dragon-legged table, covered with scintillating globes, tubes, and instruments, unknown to Western science, sits that master scientist, that prince of evil, Dr. Fu Manchu. Enveloped in a heavy yellow silk gown, he thoughtfully studies through long, narrowed eyes the glow of the green light of a fashionably gowned, exquisitely beautiful Eurasian woman who stands beyond the table, watching him fearfully. Presently, he nods slowly, leans forward, and... You have followed my instructions, Karame? The message has been delivered to Sir Crichton Davies at number five, West Spoon Road. Good. And our friend who believes he can forestall the hand of Dr. Fuman too. Mr. Nayland Smith, the detective. What of him? Well? At this moment, Master, he approaches the house of... of Dr. James Peter in Baker Street. <laughs> oh, Dr. Petrie of Baker Street. A fool to be pitied. Then it is time, Tarame, for me to finish my business with Sir Satan Davis. Ah, uh, visitors at this time of the night. A body cannot get any sleep in this house. Well? I beg pardon, ma'am, but is Dr. Petrie in? And where else would the doctor be at this hour but at home, where our self-respecting people should be? Come in. Uh, wait a moment. Yes? Come in. A gentleman to see you, Dr. Petrie. Oh, oh yes. Uh, what are you saying, Mrs. McGregor? I said there'd be a gentleman to see you. What? At this time of the night? Why, it's midnight. Why can't these patients come at the regular hours? Uh, oh, well, show him in. Will you sit in, sir? Thank you. Why, Nayland. Nayland Smith. Bit of a surprise, APT, old chap. Didn't expect me, I'll wager. Anyone but you, old man. <laughs> I thought you were in Burma. Well, this is a delightful surprise. Excuse me, P.P. What are you doing? I'm putting out your light. <laughs> well, what's wrong? Well, I'm not mad, P.P. Before you're very many hours older, you'll know I have an excellent cause for caution. Just a second. Good. 
The one watching from the street. Perhaps I've arrived first this time. It's all right. You may turn on your light now. What is all the mystery, Naylor? You break into a man's room at midnight Mystery and... enough, old chap. But first, a bit of scotch, please. Oh, neat or soda? Neat, if you don't mind. There you are. Thank you. Now you're on leave, eh? Leave? <laughs> no, Petrie, no such luck. I'm on duty. In London? You've been transferred home? A roving commission. Here today and gone tomorrow. Well, uh, tell me. Uh, what's it all about? First, let me show you something. Wait until I take off my coat. Uh, look at my arm. Ever see a wound like that? Hmm, not exactly. Nasty looking arm, old chap. Quite healed, though. Hmm. Good job it got you in the fleshy part of the forearm. Appears to have been deeply cauterized. Right, very deeply. It had to be. An arrowhead dipped in the venom of a hammer dryad went in there. A hammer dryad? The most deadly of all eastern reptiles. There's only one treatment. A sharp blade, a match, and a broken cartridge. Hmm, devilish strong treatment. Even then, it's touch and go. An accident? That's the point. It was not an accident. And at this moment, I'm on the heels of the man who extracted the venom from the snake, prepared the arrow, and caused it to be shot at me. Oh, you're, you're joking. Does that wound look like a joke? And that man, unless my calculations are wrong, is now in London. And you hope to find him? Petrie? I've traveled from Burma, not in the interests of the British government merely, but of the entire white race. And I honestly believe its survival depends largely on the success of my mission. Well... Sounds rather fantastic, old man. If it only were fantasy, but I'm wasting time. I came to you because you're the only man I can trust. Aside from my chief, I hope you're the only one who knows I've left Burma. How can I help you, Naval? District practitioner is hard as I must have someone with me all the time, someone I can absolutely trust. It's imperative. Petrie, can you spare a few days to a weird and dangerous business? Uh, Of course. My practice doesn't confine me too closely. Good. Then we start now. Now? You mean tonight? Tonight. There's one move we must make immediately. I must warn Sir Crichton Davy. Crichton Davy? Of the Indian Bureau? Exactly. He's a doomed man unless he follows my instructions without question, without hesitation. Oh, yes. Better take your pistol. We'll get a taxi at the corner. Come on, Petrie. Hmm. We must hurry. There isn't a single moment to lose. Oh, beastly fog. Crichton Davy, eh? Oh, influential man. One of the political bigwigs, Petrie. And for that very reason, nothing, absolutely nothing can save him if he hesitates to do as I say. Oh, here's a cab. Get in. Number five, Westbourne Road, as quickly as you can. The fog, Governor. Thick as speed, sir. Can't make any speed, sir. Do the best you can and there'll be an extra couple of bob in it for you. I don't, sir. Petrie, I don't know when the blow will fall, nor how, nor from where. Nevertheless, our first duty is to warn him. You know the criminal, Nayland? Uh, who is he? The Prince of Evil. The ultimate expression of Oriental cunning. A superman of incredible genius. A phenomenon such as occurs only once in generations. Had he so willed, he might have revolutionized science. Been the greatest scientist of our day. Odd how some mental geniuses turn their talents to evil, eh? Hmm. But who is he? What does he look like? Imagine a man tall, lean, and feline. High-shouldered, with an expansive brow like like Shakespeare, and a face like Satan. A close-shaven skull and long, magnetic eyes of the true Cat Green. Invest this personality with all the cruel cunning of an Eastern race accumulated in one great intellect, and you have a picture of Dr. Fu Manchu. Mm, fantastic character, old chap. 
Manchu suggests an assumed name. Perhaps, perhaps not. However, it's not... Good evening, Governor. Just stand around there. Quite a crowd there at the entrance, Naaman. Constable. Stop here, driver. Wait for us. Come, Petrie. Keep moving. Keep moving. Don't crowd up here. You can't get in. What is it, Constable? Your authority, sir. Special Inspector, Criminal Investigation Department. Oh. What's uh, happened? uh, It's that, Inspector. Sir Carton Davy is dead. Dead, eh? Then I'm too late. Inspector Weymouth is up in the library, sir. Thank you, Constable. We'll go off. Come along, Petrie. Murder, Nayland? Of course. Clever, insidious murder. And I'll wager he's left no clue. Oh, I suspected Crichton Davy would be next, and I was right. But I'm too late. That's hard, Petrie, to think I knew and failed to save him. Here, the library. I say, he was here. The great Dr. Chalmers Cleave of Harley Street. Never mind him. I want your diagnosis. Inspector Weymouth? Uh, yes, yes. Who, who might you be? Special Inspector. My credentials. This is Dr. Petrie, my associate. Oh. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Well, I'm glad you came, gentlemen. There's a bit of a mystery here. Uh, Dr. Cleave, Inspector Nayland Smith, and Dr. Petrie. Dr. Cleave? Your opinion, Dr. Cleave, as to the cause of death. Frankly, Inspector, I don't care to venture an opinion regarding the uh, immediate cause. Sir Crichton was a morphine addict, but there are indications not in accordance with morphine poisoning. A post-mortem would establish the fact? Possibly, if we ever arrive at the fact. What do you mean, Doctor? Just that. I doubt very much if the true cause of death can be established. Most mysterious case, Inspector. You don't mind Dr. Petrie making the examination? On the contrary, I should value his opinion. Please, Petrie. Over here, Doctor. Uh, On the couch. Hmm. Features oddly puffed. Clenched hand. Hypodermic mark on the left arm. Uh, Oh, this faint red mark on the right forearm. You've, uh, you've noticed it, of course, Dr. Cleave. Yes. Not unlike the imprint of rouged lips, sir. Not a birthmark, I can vouch for that. A local inflammation, I should say. Uh, well, I, I rather doubt that. Nor anything constitutional. Does it suggest anything to you, Petrie? I'm sorry, Nayland? No. Nothing. I agree with Dr. Cleave. It's most curious. Heart failure? I can't be certain. As Dr. Cleave says, a post-mortem might clear the atmosphere. Uh, Inspector Smith, uh, perhaps you'd like to question Sir Crichton's secretary. Uh, this is he, Mr. Burgoyne. Oh, thank you, Weymouth. Uh, I understand, Mr. Burgoyne, Sir Crichton was taken seriously ill in this library. At half past eleven. I was working here, he in the little study there. Hmm. I see the connecting door is closed. It was closed then? It was. Always is. It was open, however, about 11.25 for a moment when a message came for Sir Crichton. Message? What was it? I couldn't say. It was brought by a district messenger. I placed it at Sir Crichton's elbow on the desk. Yes, and then... Five minutes later, Sir Crichton burst open the door and staggered in here with a strangled scream. He fell to the floor, and as I lifted him and carried him to the couch, he gasped something that sounded like the red hand. Before I could reach bell or telephone, he was dead. Hmm. The red hand. You believe he referred to this red mark on his arm? No, sir. I do not. The red hand. The red hand. Hmm. I wonder. Could it? Great Scott. The Zayat kiss. The study, Burgoyne. Have you been in there since the Crichton died? Why, why, yes. For a glance round only. 
Uh, that is, I, I, I stood in the door. You didn't go inside? Why, no. Windows, other doors, everything. Closed or open, did you notice? Closed, sir, tightly. I, I came out again immediately. Fortunate for you, old man, that you're not at this moment lying there beside Sir Crichton. I do! What's that? Petrie, Weymouth, come with me. You others stay clear. The instant we're inside that study, Burgoyne, close the door. Petrie, at the least sign of movement, on the furniture, floor, anywhere, shoot and shoot quick. Come. Careful, gentlemen. Don't touch anything on your life. That wailing. What in the name of Petrie, stand still. There it is. Don't move. Shadow of Fu Manchu. 